Thank you, love, and welcome to Medicine Caller Podcast. I want to invite you another layer deeper into the temple. We have a Patreon, and I would love for you to check it out. There are layers of support and nourishment for people calling medicine and for people restoring the temple, people healing together. I would love for you to come support this podcast and be supported in even more ways. To all my Patreon members, thank you. We are in this together. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. We'll talk soon. Consider yourself invited. Check it out, and I invite you to join. Let's get on with the show. Intimate, wise, and healing conversations with the people who are carrying us through this time of true transformation and complete rebirth. Welcome to Medicine Caller, where visionaries share the real, the raw, the good, and the holy. I am your host, Sophia Wise One. Let's journey. Welcome back to Medicine Caller. I'm super psyched to be here. I just want to let you know this week is the week. I'm joining Amy Joe. We're doing the Firewoman Retreat. This is a space for women and non-binary people to reclaim, ignite, nourish their inner fire. It is the sexual re-education that so many of us need. If you don't know, Amy Jo is my sexual empowerment coach that I hired years ago, and now I have the honor. We've become colleagues and friends, and I'll be co-teaching. We've got a free event on Thursday that is a coming home ceremony. You can check that out in the notes, and I would really recommend you go and check out the actual event. It's virtual this year, usually it's live, which is amazing, and I highly recommend coming to the live when that's happening again, and in person, I mean, obviously. Um, And this year, the virtual event is gonna be a live. It's not a summit, it's not getting lectured at, it's very interactive. So I just wanted to take a moment and just say, that is this week, so before we get into this show, I wanted to say, like, now is a good time in the comfort of your own home, or the discomfort of your own home, to work and reclaim and heal. So if you are in a process of healing or claiming the medicine of your sex, um, the joy of your sex, the pleasure of your sex, or if your libido has been fucking out like mine largely has been, but is, is on the up and up, I am strongly encouraging you to check it out. So go check that out and enjoy today's show. It's a treat. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Medicine Caller Podcast. I'm your host. They call me Sophia Wiseman. I'm grateful to be here today. I feel like the winds, the tides, the movement of life has been changing so quickly. I spent months um, just really fighting some old shadows and demons about 
just being alive and identity and who we are. And I just am so grateful because I'm beginning to have that, you know, like a moment that lasts a little bit longer and a day that lasts a second day in a row, that kind of recovery um, space that happens when we're doing really long, kind of long cycle healing. And I'm just feeling really grateful today. I'm ecstatic. I'm thrilled to share the guests that I have on today. I just feel like I, I can feel it already. Just kind of moving into sharing space with her has already just brought so much light to my being today. And I'm really excited about sharing her with you. So Alexandra Jameson, also known as Alex here today, as the best-selling author of Women, Food, and Desire, Getting to Hell Yes, and co-creator and co-star of the Oscar-nominated, you know this, documentary, Supersize Me, and highly sought after, success mentor, and motivational guide for thousands. Made it her mission to empower women, the epic lives. I love the word epic. That like, just like, just right, right through me. Epic. By honoring their desires and kicking shame and fear to the curb. It's the same mission. Rounds and rounds and rounds. Find the shame. Find the fear. Kick it to the curb. Alex has developed training programs, interactive workshops, retreats, one-on-one leadership coaching to help individuals reach optimal success, optimal personal success, optimal optimization. That's my zone. Alex, I feel you. I'm so excited you're here. She is also the host of Her Rules Radio, a number one rated podcast on iTunes where listeners from around the world are educated and captivated by thought-provoking interviews on wellness, success mindset, sexuality, and more. Her work has been praised and adored by, let's run down the list, shall we? Oprah, The Today Show, Dr. Oz, Goop, Martha Stewart Living, The New York Times, CNN, Elle, Marie Claire, USA Today, People, and the American Heart Association, amongst many others. Just add Sophia Wiseman to that list. Fan! As a lifelong learner, her wellness expertise has grown out of a decade of experience, as well as her education in Natural Gourmet Institute, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and a certification in applied positive psychology. You are, it's what a what a magnificent kind of rich life you have kind of poured together. And I'm so excited that you're here with us. Thank you, Sophia. It's so glad, it's so good to be here. I'm so glad to see you and hear your voice. Oh, ring. So I was sitting outside this morning and I was looking and I was having this moment of, I was kind of getting ready to, to come to come and sit with you. I had this moment, I was thinking about the intersection between like as a creative being and connecting to our desires, how much of our desires are prophetic like knowing what's coming to us and how much of it is calling it to us. And I had this moment because I was sitting there and I was just looking at this landscape that is in so many ways this checklist of things that I've been thinking about and desiring, but in this completely different scenario and situation and kind of place. And I was just sitting here going like, did I, you know, and I don't, I don't think there's a real I'm not, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but I'm not necessarily looking for like an answer, right? Like I was just kind of Mm. having this like ponderance of like, did I manifest this, right? Like, did I like call all these things into being without knowing how, without knowing that this would be how it worked? Or did I, did I, could I feel this coming? 
right? Mm. I feel this coming. And that's why I was imagining these elements. And then I imagined how I thought it would be. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a mixed bag. Yeah. I think it's probably some of each. Totally. Um, there's somebody wise, maybe it was you. Somebody wise once said, whatever you are wanting is also wanting you. Yeah. And I, I love the simplicity of that. It's such a permission slip for, Hey, if you, you know, if you really want something, then it's for you. Yeah. There's no, in my, in my world, there's no morality around desires. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always really curious to ask why several times. Oh, like I want this thing. Why do I want that? Not as a way to prove that it's a worthy desire or that I'm worthy of having it, but oh, where does that come from? Mm. Is it a is it a healing? Is it um an expansion? Or is it just some totally inspired delight that was never even in my consciousness before. And, you know, my divine higher power is like having a little fun with me. I love that. I love that, 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 that why, like, why, why, why? And, and I love those kind of options. I imagine as you're talking about that, that those are the places that you land often, right? Like that kind of just like, I, why do I want this? It's like, oh, cause that would be a shift of a, an experience of a wound of an ache, it would be different, right? Like I'm wanting something different. And in that, I always say a prayer for healing is a prayer for change, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we're asking for something to be different. And the other thing, uh, you know, the other kind of, what did you, I I remember the third one, is it two, there are three kind of like beautiful, like, is it a healing? Is it a, an um, expansion, an expansion, right? Right. That is it an expansion, that place of like, calling calling ourselves forward into the larger vision into the collective vision I think that's also that's one of those places where I feel like it's really easy to feel that like I'm like where did this come from and it's like oh somebody wants this and I'm capable and like we like and maybe not even a someone right but like something some something's calling that you know and then just like literally that divine inspiration that's just like pop it's just like the yeah the majesty of being here that's like the why (laughs) is like because it's fabulous (laughs) why yeah 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 I I want to I want to share with you you asked me before when we were I changed my sweater you said is that a is that a baby and I said I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about that because I think this is directly linked kind of looking at this healing I'm I'm interested right now in this moment we'll kind of see where it goes but I'm interested in this healing and this inner child piece that you kind of work with and we're just gonna get super real here and I'm gonna you want to it's just it's available so I do work with my inner child with a doll this is my little this is little Sophia so she's here and she's swaddled and like not even swaddled she's what's this called a sling she's in my sling today and yeah this this is day three of my little being in a sling um I did really deep healing work this past weekend 
and did some intense ceremony of making space, letting go, had some things in my medicine bag that I've been carrying that really felt really important and buried them, you know, like really let them go and made a lot of space in my being and said like, okay. And in all of that spaciousness, that vulnerability, my tender, tender heart just started to just feel so exposed. And that's when I was like, oh, I have this practice. I have this practice of interacting with this doll, my little, as a way of being able to really embody the tenderness that my inner child is needing, you know? And so that's, that's, that's where we are today. Like, it's like, I'm here Mm -hmm. and there's this tenderness that's so tender and, just needs so much reassurance right now and Mm -hmm. and so that's 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 my baby that is on my sling that's that's sitting with us right now and I would just love to hear kind of like I don't know I just love to hear from you about about what you know about that's awesome I I know personally I know a lot and I know a little about the universal I think (laughs) (laughs) um I I gave birth to a boy 13 years ago Mm. and so he's now like an official teenager and I carried him in a ring sling actually we had probably four or five different kinds of carriers but I I so loved the feeling of him being on me And I still like, it's one of the few things that I kept. Um, and we could talk about this later, but I, I am recovering from growing up with a hoarder. So I didn't keep very many of the baby things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, like, I can still feel him on my hip in the ring sling and it was comforting for him, but it was also comforting for me. And there's, you know, I I just notice as I see you wearing this sling around you, you know, it crosses over us and it crosses that meridian line. And so much of trauma healing for me has been learning about the vagus nerve and, you know, that super highway of nerves that connects the brain and the belly that is this incredible path of intuition. Mm. And I know in my own anxiety and trauma healing that calming my vagus nerve has been, you know, that's one of my, my main daily practices. Mm. I do, I do breathing a million times a day. That is, it's funny. I didn't even know until recently that the, a lot of the breathing I do, I'll take, I'll sigh a lot I blow on my, like I'll blow onto my chest as I always got high my own air conditioner. <laughs> my psychologist friend is like, actually like that's a breathing technique. I was like, Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, my own inner child work for myself has been foundational. You know, I'm, I, I'm an ally child. I go to adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families Um, I, I finally started going in the last year and it has been incredibly eye and heart opening Mm. to be with other adult children who are connecting with their inner child and healing and recognizing like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't a bad kid. There wasn't anything wrong with me. I grew up in a dysfunctional family. 
And at the same time, being willing to accept and connect with a higher power. And that, that one's harder for me. Um, I've always, uh, you know, I grew up with a spiritual hippie mom, so I've always been open to spirituality, but framing it as a higher power felt tough. Mm-hmm. But I've recently, like I always, I always joked and said, well, nature is my church. And that's true. Right. Nature is my church. And that's where I go to cry. I, I mean, I live in Brooklyn, New York city. I will hug a tree. Like I go to the park and I lean against those old trees in the parks here and people stare at me like, what is she doing? And I feel so much better doing that. Right. Um, okay. And that's like, you know, you're really in a real conversation. Like you're really sharing a real thing right here. But I just have to say like, come on, people, everybody knows what we're doing. You know, like everybody knows, everybody knows what we're doing. Nobody's confused. That feeling of just being like, what is she doing? It's like, you know what? I'm literally hugging a tree. Like we've been talking yeah. about it for decades. It was a joke. It's not a joke. That's what hippies it's do. It's not a joke. Hippies, it's a good idea. They do it because it's a good idea. That's what's happening. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So nature is your church. So nature is my church. And I feel like a beloved child when I have my arms trying to wrap around a tree. Mm. Like I feel like, cause I, I grew up in old growth forests in Oregon and being able to reconnect with those sentinel mm. mother energies of mm. trees for me. It's funny. They're both masculine and feminine for me because trees are so strong and so rooted and they're so flexible in the wind. Um, and it's, you know, I had this conversation with my husband in the last couple of days, you know, he's my son's stepdad and he also had a challenging relationship with his parents, mainly his mother. And he has said several times to me, and it, it makes me cry every time he says this, he's like, you know, watching you with Lakin, my son, watching you with Lakin is healing for me because you guys love each other so much and you're so accepting of him. Mm. And he's like, I, I get to see what's possible yeah. for a child. And that, um, I have to say that for me to receive that is so healing because what, what I heard from him this week, especially was, Oh, I just have to show up and be myself and I am healing for someone else. Damn. (laughs) That was amazing for me to hear. Um, and I think that's possible for all of us, right? If we just show up and really be ourselves, we can be healing for others. I think it comes back to this like I mean there's lots of like principles and lots of different words we can talk about it and let me see if I can like step out of my jargon space for a second but just that simple place of for so many of us the healing that we're longing for that we're wanting for that we're needing is is that sense of being ourselves right that freedom of being ourselves and what greater permission to have that for ourselves, than to be in the presence of someone else doing that, right? Yeah, it's just like it's it's there's a there's such a simplicity to that, you know. And then there's like these, you know, these to me that they're, they're very 
very real principles of like resonance, right? Or transmission or in neurobiology, the um, mirror neurons, right? It's like when I sit there and I just, when I just am me and my, I'm me, right? Then I am literally creating a, a, a biofield, a biochemical experience that the people around me are, have the potential to mirror, the, and then and like that and that isn't there. There's a degree of are they going to mirror and be like me? But if it's really a deep authenticity, their mirroring will be d- deep authenticity, yeah. not a mimicry of my behavior so much so. And I, it's funny. I haven't thought of this in so long, but something you said reminded me of the children's album "Free to Be You and Me," <gasps> which I could probably recite the entire album front to back for you right now. <laughs> Yeah. Which one's, which one's, yeah. I, I, that is my, I have, I have, I have purged, I have purged, I have purged. I'm down to like, you know, um, just a handful of DVDs and Free to Be came to me a number of years ago as a DVD. And it's just like, I don't even have a way to play DVDs, but I like, I'm, you know, keeping that. And it's like, you can find it online. So, but it's like that, that, what song, what song, what song is right there for you? Um, I mean the the main theme song, but the story of Atalanta who oh. could run as fast as the wind, <laughs> and it was partially narrated by Alan Alda, who was also my first heartthrob crush, and like continues to be a huge inspiration for me. So I just love I love his sense of humor and his um, curious mind. So anyway, free to be you and me was I think a foundational part of my. Like, even though my parents couldn't always give me the vocabulary and they they were dealing with so much of their own trauma, they couldn't always be there for me in a way that I needed or wanted. Yeah. But that there were things like that. Like, I got to grow up in nature on an old organic farm and I got to listen to Free to Be You and Me. So I had some cool shit in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That there's some some real pros, some real takeaways in that in that landscape. And where are you like, you know, in that higher power navigation? That's kind of where we're talking about. Where is that for you to today? You know, I have a brand. I am in a brand new relationship with my higher power. Uh-huh. Like brand spanking new. Brand still the honeymoon phase. Spanking new. Oh, um, yeah. I just I just named her. Mm. Uh, <laughs> her name's Trixie, oh. which, which means bringer of joy. And, mm. you know, I just finished for the first time, the artist's way, um, 12 week book, classic book on creative recovery. And I, you know, I really struggled with that connecting to the higher power there and in Al-Anon. But when I was able to fuse the adult children and the creative recovery and my love of play and pleasure, like kind of when it all finally came together, it became this, um, like super fierce, hilarious, feminine archetype, warrior, (laughs) goddess, artist, (laughs) creatrix. (laughs) Creatrix. Oh, the creatrix. I have a, I have a, a, uh, like a like a medicine song that I that has that come to me that I sing to me. Some, it's very very simple, and um, 
and it goes, ancestors walk with me, creatrix be and me. And then Sophia means wisdom. So mm-hmm. Sophia guide me, earth mother heal me, great mother heal me, ancestors walk with me, creatrix be and me. Sophia guide me, earth mother heal me, great mother heal me. It feels like very resonant to your tricks. Nice. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. Like, little drony for your like, woohoo. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I feel it. Yeah, I my girl's it. on a motorcycle yeah. with leathers, but totally mm, she would mm, be mm, there. Mm, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> She'd be like, mm-hmm, I hear you. Yeah, totally, totally. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, how's your sex these days? It's good. It's really interesting. Um, you know, I'm definitely in the midst of perimenopause. So things are, whoa, all over the place. <laughs> um, my husband and I met when I was in my dirty 30s. And my my sex drive was the highest it had ever been. And I was pretty sex positive when I was in my 20s. So, woo, watch out, New York. Hey. I dated everyone after my after my first uh, divorce. I was, I yeah, I had over 100 first dates in a year and a half. And, Commendable. Um, yeah, that is the next book, I think. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, things have definitely shifted. But... My, my main man was, and I'm not, I'm not sharing anything he hasn't shared in the past. He, when we met, he had just in the last couple of years left a, um, pretty toxic semi sex cult and he was in recovery, cult recovery yeah. and, uh, PS hashtag asterisk, like learn about cult psychology so that you can be aware of what is being used in the self-help and personal growth world. Because unfortunately, some of those tricks and tools are being used in self-help for nefarious ends. Yeah. But he had done so much of his own work around sex and sexuality and desire. And this is by far the most awesome really like we are great communicators. Mm -hmm. Um, it's interesting, like sex is, it's really reliable in our relationship. Mm -hmm. My desire is much lower than it was when we met about eight or so years ago. Um, and I still see it as a, a gift and a healing tool and a, a playful connection and it's not as, um, and you know, the desire isn't as intense, but it's still like such a great way to connect and release and be together. And just, you know, now it's on the calendar. It's like, okay, when, when are we having sex this week? (laughs) We literally put it on the calendar. Yeah. Are your, what are your time windows? I'm always curious about that. Like I've had some real navigations of like, put it in for an hour, put it in for three, put it in for six. Like, how do you, 30 minutes, right? Like, like what's the, where's your. We set set aside an hour Uh and it's almost always in the afternoon. Oh, 
afternoon. Afternoon delight. That's my jam. That's my jam. Um, and I, I've loved and listened to Dan Savage forever. I mean, I was reading his column back when he was just a sex advice columnist for free newspapers on the West Coast. <laughs> and I learned the most wonderful tool from him, which is fuck first and then eat. Like, why do you go out to fancy dinner and then have something? Like, no, I am never interested in sex after a meal. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Oh. Like now now is TV and chill time. I'm full. I'm digesting. I'm not having sex right now. Yeah. It's like who eats and then goes and works out. No. Yeah. It's not the it's not the strategy. It's not the strategy. It's not the angle. It works for us. It works for us. That's nice. I mean, right. I guess some people, sure. Yeah, that's your jam. More power to you. But I'm asleep by ten. So <laughs> I'm asleep by ten. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure, for sure. I've been having a really interesting time with my sleep recently. I've been dreaming um, really like no dreams and then like graphic dreams kind of in every every direction. It's been like either really quiet or the processing has been really like really loud, Mm. really loud. And uh yeah, it's been I've been waking. It's been it's been an interesting kind of. I think I'm just in a place of um, transition that has me. I'm in such a deep place of transition that I'm having such an experience of my normal tools and tricks, like not doing the thi- like the thing. You know, well, this is not a normal time. No, <laughs> no. No, it is not. And so I've actually been finding a lot of comfort going back to like the way, way back, the way, way, way back basics for me. Like when when things were the absolute hardest and for like my my mental health journey in my in my late like like the late teens into my into my 20s were uh, uh, not fu- not really functional um, chapter. Um, I, uh, I just want to give myself credit. I like functioned a lot in that time of dysfunction, right? It's like that, you know, that that space. But it was painful. It was it was painful. I'm wondering um, how loud that sound is right now. Mm. Can you the in the background? Can you hear the blender going? Is that oh barely? Oh, okay, great. All right, barely. Okay. Um, I thought you meant the sound in my head. Is <laughs> <laughs> that? That's loud. <laughs> that's that's a loud sound. Yeah. yeah. So when going back to the things that like, like when I was just at my wits end, like what, what could I, what could I do to, what could like get in there, you know? Cause it's, it, the, yeah, I've just, it's been, it's been, it's been dense. It's, it's been dense for me around here. And I think that's well, part I, of this I, active. I have Go a ahead. question for you, yeah. especially about sleep and dreams. Cause that has been one of my biggest challenge areas in the last six years is yeah. sleep. Um, I'm wondering if you like, are you taking or have you stopped taking any dreaming herbs or, you know, mugwort or. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, I, in my, tw- if we go back, go back 15 plus years, I did, I did a lot of like, tr- I was in my depression. I would just try to like you know, so melatonin and valerian and kind mm-hmm. of different kind of sleepy combination. 
But no, I took some sleepy teas for a couple weeks in February, but it's April, middle of April now. So I don't think that's mm-hmm. the, you know, and which is periodically. No, it hasn't. That's not been, that's not been part of my, my go-to when I do want support for sleep for me personally has been valerian but lower doses if i do higher doses Mm -hmm. of valerian it feels it's even the sleep feels like a weird druggy sleep like i just but i have to say usually sleep is a pretty good that of all of my like pain and symptoms and aching that's been that's been one of the like the sanctuaries and i think another piece of that for me is that when i don't sleep i rarely get um really worked up about it. I'm like, oh, I'm awake for two hours in the middle of the night. I'll like meditate or journal or lay here or I have a, a really dedicated Reiki self-practice. So I'll literally just like put my hands on myself and just be like, mm. I'm just here. So I'll just yeah. do a session. And it's just it's such go. a reminder that there are so many tools available and you really have to experiment your way through them to find the ones that work for you. And you may have to start over from the beginning at time. Like yep. what worked for me five years ago doesn't work for me now. Okay, got to go back and like, what are the ones I tried that didn't work or that worked less well? Right. Let me try that now. Let me try that now. Like when I take melatonin, yeah, I have the most terrifying terrible dreams horror, like horror no. show nightmares. melatonin nightmares i can't take melatonin no, can't take it's so bizarre it's, and for friends of mine they're like oh it's so great it helps me i'm like never again never <laughs> no uh-uh Mel- though now that we're having this conversation i'm like yo i wonder what my melatonin dreams would tell me but for me they were like those dreams were messed up i was like yeah. i do not take it was melatonin. like trapped in a slasher film like terrible yeah but i started taking mugwort mm-hmm. um which by the way is the most fabulous herb and it is just a weed that grows everywhere it's, it's so all over good. new york city it's everywhere um i love mugwort i started you know drinking that as a tea not all the time but when i you know because i definitely i don't usually remember my dreams um, even when I have like the dream journal next to my bed, like I really tried to like get up and write it. No, it's gone. But when I take, um, mugwort tea, I do remember them and they are a little bit more intense. They're not terrifying, but they are weird. So I don't feel as rested, but there are times when I just get that intuitive hit. Like yeah. I wonder, you know, I, it's time to open that up a little bit and see mm. what's there. That's like a really, that feels like a really good reminder because I've been having that um, like prayer recently, not this past week, but a couple of weeks ago, I was having that notion of just feeling like my waking brain, I couldn't, I couldn't hear. And so when I would go to bed, I would just be asking, I'd be like, please just work this out in the dreamland. And like, may I, can I remember, like, just let me remember what is important to remember. Most of the time with dreams, I have the angle of just like, it's doing it, you know, even if I'm not consciously like remembering it, if it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's working it out in, in, in the way that it, it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, what a good reminder though of that. What a gentle, cause I've been having that notion of just being like, I have not taken like, um, entheogen, uh, psychedelic, uh, plant medicine in this mm-hmm. life. I have a lot of I've worked like plant spirit with like various kind of in like prayer spaces and things like that, but I haven't taken it. And in this most recent kind of 
journey that I've been on, I've been having this notion of being like, is this when I, is this when I take that medicine? Like what, (laughs) like, it's like, this has been, this has been a lot. And like, I need some like legit teacher, like some Mm -hmm. solid, legit teacher energy. And I just, you say mugwort. And I just think, you know, the place that I go to most recently that has been, if I can get myself there, which has just been the most challenging part, has been the grandmothers, like the grandmothers council, the grandmothers energy. Mm-hmm. Like I have a place where I really go and commune. And when you say mugwort, the energy that comes in is like, oh, like, oh, yes, like, yes, that is some, that is some like, ancient, patient, articulate, um, kind like such a kind you know it's like the way that intensity can be kind of just being like I'm gonna show you the truth and Mm -hmm. it's like it may not feel great but I I'd like to say that truth may be harder to swallow but it's easier to digest Mm. I like that yeah Yeah, my my the the granny energy that I like to call in and the actual grannies that I do call into my life. Yeah. They are they're super kind and patient and they've got that sly little smile on oh, their yeah. face at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they take a little pleasure. They're a little amused by me. <laughs> which is good. I, I like that. I like I like that. I like that. It's good. It's really good. Um yeah. Dreams and sleeps and you know, one of the things that I do is I listen to my own guided meditations. Mm-hmm. It's one of my like, it took me so long to admit that out loud. Like years ago, I would just be like, you can't, you can't listen to your own guided meditations. And then I just started using the phrase like a taste of your own medicine and like take your medicine. Like mm. just take, it's like a taste of your own medicine, like take your own medicine. Like that's the whole yeah. deal. Like I do, like that's, I like take it and it's so effective. And so one of the things that I recommend, I wrote a, I have a a card game in a book with 195 different practices that are kind of all of these different, all these different things. And there's like 25 or so guided meditations in there and there's written as scripts. And then I also have them as recordings. But one of the things I invite people to do is read the script and like record themselves and like edit, like change it in a way, use language that works for them, like use, connect to the things that work for them, like make it their own and then listen to that you know, listen to that meditation. There's something that's so powerful. I think especially mm-hmm. in the ache, I think about like that inner child work of that ache of like being seen and understood and having somebody really get you. And it's like the power of getting yourself, like taking the time and energy to like get yourself can be, uh, just, I don't know, it's life, yeah. I'm life-saving. I'm going to go with life-saving. That's what I, that's yeah. my casual and, comment And there are, there are proven psychology-based tools, which are about around self-talk. You know, when we say to ourselves out loud using our own name, our brain hears it in a different way. Mm. So it's interesting. You, you love listening to your own guided meditations, your, your own voice. I, I always say like, you know, I lead a lot of my coaching clients, especially the groups through, you know, a little bit of a guided, a guided grounding practice, guided meditation at the beginning of our classes. And I'm like, these are the meditations that I love the best. When I'm speaking out loud, leading a group, mm-hmm. I feel it in my body in a really powerful way. Yeah. yeah. And it's the literal resonance of your own voice vibrating through your body and your brain hearing it. And, you know, in that way, we are our own teacher and our own healing tool at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, go for it. Like, 
singing, oming, you know, voicing and saying, Alex, I love you. You know what, Alex, you're doing great. Yeah. It's okay to take a breath. <sighs> you look great today. You know, all of those things. All of it. Yeah. I also yeah, I refer to it as coaching myself too. Like I just be like, yeah. all right, Sophia, like you're going to take another minute and you're going, then we're going to transition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doing yeah. great. You're doing great. Yeah. Aw. Alex, you do look great today. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you, what are you working on? What are you brewing? What are you holding in your own? That's, that's, you know, that's ready and willing to be yeah. kind of talked about and, and loved on in this, in this space. Um, I'm going to blame, I'm not going to blame, I'm going to attribute it, attribute, <laughs> I'm attributing, <laughs> I'm honoring um, the fact that throughout my life, I have always loved having multiple things going on at once. Um, I'm, my chart is all fire and air. There is almost no water or earth (laughs) in my chart at all. So I have to intentionally be grounded and I have to ground and and muddy myself a little bit sometimes. Otherwise I'll burn out. But I, um, I write every day. I have a super strong morning writing practice and, um, my husband and I co-authored a book that we self-published two years ago called Getting to Hell Yes, and it got the attention of a publisher, and it's coming out this year. It's called, um, new title, Radical Alignment, and it's in how to have a high stakes or emotional conversation where everyone wins, and it's a really simple technique that we teach, but it's really based in... Um, you know, positive psychology and negotiation tactics. And we just, we help people be better communicators. You can also use it by yourself. I find that that's the person we have to communicate with the most. Most. <laughs> it's ourselves. Yeah. So that book's coming out in August. Um, but I'm also a painter. Mm. Um, I was a, I was a secret painter for about 10 years. Yep. Because it was just for me. It was part of my own um, creative recovery. I grew up in, and that again, we can go, we can go down that path. i happy to talk about my, my family and creative recovery for all of those who resonate with it. But the gist of it is a couple of years ago, I finally started posting pictures on Facebook, like, Oh, nobody knows I paint I should, here. There's a koi fish I painted and somebody bought it. And in the last year i you know, my works have been in my first shows and mm. doing commissions and just like really owning and saying I am an artist mm. um, has been one of the wildest journeys of my life. Yeah. Tell me more. Um, so I grew up in a family, one, one half of my family, my mom's side, all artists uh-huh. and brilliant just brilliantly creative people. Yeah. Um, my dad's side also super brilliant, not as outwardly creative. Um, but my mom's side is also, you know, traumatized by mental illness and addiction and a lot of suicide. And so my entire, I don't have a memory of life before suicide or mental illness. My entire life has been, you know, from the age of three to 12, uh, well, actually even, I, I'm not going to name names, but, um, 
you know, two successful and several attempted suicides throughout my life. And really, I really didn't understand the implications of that until very recently. Mm. Um, cause you know, I think you, you do the healing you can do first. And once you get strong and rooted enough, then you can handle the, the bigger stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but there was also, I interpreted anyway, I interpreted that there was conflict and competition with my mom because she was the artist in my immediate family. And she had been so traumatized by her sister and father's deaths that it didn't feel safe for me to pursue the creative arts. I, I have been a writer, um, And like many writers never thought my work was good enough. I mean, this is my fifth book coming out this year and I still struggle to like, it's not easy. It's never been easy for me. Um, but I still do it. I like, I can't not do it. Um, but the painting didn't come until much later. I didn't start taking classes until my mid thirties. I think my son was three Yes, it was about 10 years ago when I took my first class. And I intentionally chose watercolor classes because my mom and my grandmother, also an incredible artist, both said how much they hated watercolor because not that they didn't like to see it, but they didn't like doing it because it was so frustrating and you couldn't cover up your mistakes. (laughs) Right. And I was like, oh, well, that's safe. Nobody in my family does that. So I'll take those lessons, which I think is so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, yep. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And I took classes from this wonderful woman I found here in New York City. I signed up for her 101 class. I've taken her 101 class like four times. And I just, um, you know, I, I found my flow th- literally and figuratively through watercolor. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I've always been a gardener and I love nature. So I've been able to find that earth element in my life really easily because I I love planting plants and growing seedlings and being out in nature. But water has been tough for me. Mm. Um, I'm terrified of being in water. Like I've always loved, I love being on water. I love stand up paddle boarding. I love canoeing and kayaking, but being, I grew up on a lake and there was always anxiety being in the water because I couldn't see what was down there. (sighs) Being in the ocean, I've been, I've been to Fiji. I've been snorkeling there. And the whole time I was just, I've been just panicking. I'm like, mm. I'm supposed to be enjoying this. I love nature. I love fish. And I'm, I'm just looking over my shoulder the whole time. Like what's coming for me? Um, I went to, I went surfing. I went to a surf camp in Costa Rica and I finally got out beyond the waves on the last day. And I was just like, get me the fuck back to shore. Like get mm. me out. So I know that there is something super deep and rich there to be explored, yeah. but water just... Oof, I love going to it. I don't like being in it. <laughs> so, I, can I, can I t- share with what I'm like hearing and seeing in that? I'm wondering if you've done any um, like intentionally like embryonic healings. Like the, um, the water, like being in what, like the initial, there's a lot of, um, I think it's very primal for me. Mm-hmm. It's a very primal. Survival, like, yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
What I did love about going to surf camp was that um, I did have the most beautiful dreams when we were surfing. The whole two weeks we were there, every <sighs> night I dreamt of the rocking motion. Wow. And it, the dreams were really beautiful, and that was lovely. Huh. Um, and at this point in my life, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to figure that out. Nope. I love stand-up paddleboarding. I love kayaking. That's enough. <laughs> like, I do that as often as I can. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have to be a deep-sea diver. I just don't. <laughs> I don't have to. Nope. So the way to bring water into my life yeah. has been watercolor. And it's a really fascinating that that's the the art that came to me that's so precious that's so precious to me <laughs> that's you know that I think there's so much power in the simplicity of elemental integration in our mm -hmm. lives it's mm -hmm. it's talk about like primal talk about like simple talk about core you know yeah. this place of what it is to just like a little bit of fire, a little bit of earth, a little bit of water, a little bit of air, right? Like what is it to just bring those in a little bit of ether or kind of, kind of how it's like higher, how far your elements go, four elements, five elements, seven elements. Um, but, uh, but just the simplicity of that. I and it, go ahead. It, it is a, it has been a really healing path and a wholeness kind of vibe for me. Um, and it has opened up a deeper level of healing and curiosity around worth because, you know, I've been a coach for 20 years and I've been pricing myself, you know, pretty easily in the last 10 years. I'm like, this is how much I charge and this is how much I'm worth. And I feel good about that. But putting a price tag on a painting mm. and saying, I am an artist by my work. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, like it costs extra because I had to frame it. Like, <laughs> like that brought up a whole new level of, oh, who am I uh, to charge someone for a pretty picture? <laughs> who am I to charge yeah. someone for a pretty picture? Mm. Having like a, like a little bit of like a trippy moment of just being like but isn't that what coaching is you know like the, our a pretty picture of life right like that same like that same process of like guiding someone into that picture the potency of art and and uh yeah yeah it's had a bigger spotlight on it in the last couple of months as we've been going through corona times and it became so clear in the first week of isolation that the artists are the ones who get us through all this, right? I'm reading more books written by other artists yep. than ever. I'm watching more films and listening to music that inspires and heals me created by artists, by the way, by albums, by art, like by books, if you can, you know, pay your artists yeah. because, you know, we don't just want to get through this physic. We don't just want to survive. We want to thrive. Art helps us heal mm -hmm. and it inspires us. Well, what's next? Yeah. Because things are changing and a lot of us want to change yes. the systems that we are 
impacted by and can influence. And it's the creative part of our minds and our souls that are going to help us envision and create what's next. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just did a, uh, I have a learn how to do intravaginal pelvic floor massage and healing work on yourself course um, that you can go and find at sophiawiseman.com. And uh, that I did it when I did it live. One of the things that came through during that time was this recognition of, you know, we've been told that we don't have answers for like, we don't know how to, we don't know what to do. And this deep, 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 deep rising of like, we have answers to these questions. They are creative answers. They come from the creative spirit. They come from deep listening in our body. They like, we have answers. We have resolutions. We have um, the healings and the new pathways that they, mm-hmm. they exist. And so releasing that notion of like, we don't know how, it's not possible, there aren't answers, of just being like, there are answers. There are answers. We have the answers. We have access to those answers. Not only do can we have the answers, but we can implement them, that they're real. Yeah. Part of my own, um, I call it PPPGG syndrome. And it's people-pleasing, perfectionistic, good girl syndrome. Solid, <laughs> solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. <laughs> PPPGG. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's been part of my recovery. <laughs> and I tend to attract, um, I work mainly with women and people who identify as women. I tend to attract people who are, who were that like, I must be perfect and I must show up as good and mm. I must have all the answers and I must do it all myself. Yeah. Kind of trauma response uh-huh. <laughs> from childhood. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and you know, I'm currently working with a group of, again, all women who are all designers and interior designers and architects, which I think is so interesting. So I created this leadership mentorship group, and they are all so in this conversation of, you know, we design the the world is design, right? And we are designers. And we have been seeing and we've been so frustrated by Mm -hmm. how the systems that have been designed by others don't work for us. That's right. And they're, they're frustrated and they're confused and like, this is great. Uh Uh-huh. Let's get into that. What do you see as what's needed? Yeah. What's making you angry? What is frustrating you about the the career, the profession, the art that you're in, that you haven't been able to make change Mm. happen. Mm. So I'm, I'm super psyched to be in that creative tension with them. Mm. Potent, 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 potent times. Awesome. Amazing. That feels like a really kind of solid bridge to my, my, my traditional closing question here. Um, I have a second to last question, which is how do you like how do you like people to connect with you? So people want to like, mm. know more. Is there a place that you like to send people? Instagram's my favorite place to hang out. Mm-hmm. And I'm at Delicious Alex. Delicious Alex. Mm-hmm. Look her up. Yeah. Great. Perfect. So my So my closing question is... I can hear a Godspell just came into my head. Where are you going? Where are you going? 
Will you take me with you? For my hands are cold and need warmth. Where are you going? Okay. <laughs> Far beyond the horizon lies the horizon. So, okay. So out beyond, right? Like out beyond mm. this transition, this design, this landscape, this creative place, we are birthing a new culture. And just to let you know, like I, this has been my closing question for this show for two and a half years. Like mm-hmm. previous, right? Like this is this like, it's like this is just always asking this question. And right now it's so ripe. It feels so real time in this like, you know, it's like I remember a year and a half ago being like, you know, okay, so we're we're birthing a new paradigm, we're birthing a new world, and and it, people kind of tapping into this place. And now when I'm asking this question, people are like, yes, that is what's happening. Like it is what's happening right now, or at least this is the this is a massive potential moment. Like it is happening to what degree? And so my mm-hmm. question is, like. Give us a, a marker, paint a picture, like connect to an energy, a field, a feeling, an image. Where are we going? What mm. is that? What is that world that we want, the, the world that everyone's heart or like womb, our deep knowing is calling into being? What's the part that you know and see? Um, the part that I know and see is a world where – you know, we all just want to be a, we want to be free to be ourselves and be accepted for who we are and have, you know, deep compassion granted toward us. Mm. And, um, sadly, I think that there is a lot of, um, continued violence in between here and there. I think a lot of us have been the the target of violence and um, objectification and other otherizing. <laughs> We've been othered <laughs> by people. <laughs> um, so I tell you what I'm more committed to now than ever in the service of creating that compassionate free world is I am I am listening to and supporting, I follow and learn from the, the, my queer friends, my friends of color. And like, those are the, those are the voices that get the voices and the bodies that get trampled the most. And they're the ones that have always been fighting for the rights that serve us all. Amen. That's real. So, you know, I've, and I don't deserve any cookies for this. I'm just trying to show up every day and be like, what did they say they need? What did they say is important? These are my brothers and sisters. I am like, I have enough. How can I support them? Because everything that they need and want serves all of us. Yes. In that way. Yeah. Thus endeth my soapbox for the day. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I handed you a soapbox. You climbed upon it. I am appreciative of that. Your willingness to, to step upon it and stand on the street corner. Um, thank you. Absolutely. Alex, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you for your creative work. Thank you for your personal work, for your loving of your child and mm. your caring of your household and your 
listening, um, for how to serve. Just thank you for your, mm. for your work and your being here. I appreciate your time and this space to connect. Thank you. Uh, great. Uh, darling, darling listeners, I, I love you. I love to hear from you. At Sophia Wise One on Instagram and all the other places, sophiawiseone.com. Send me an email, all the kind of magic that I can brew and share with you. There are things you can buy to support the art. There's a Patreon you can come and take a journey with with me. And there are free resources out the fucking wazoo of healing and coming home to yourself and guided meditations and 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 if there's something in particular you're needing support for please reach out and let me know there's a good chance I already have a resource waiting for you I can just (laughs) send it your way you just tell me what's on your mind and I will do what I can to give you a tool to support you create relief in your life today and uh yeah, just would just really, truly, truly. And if you haven't, go ahead and sit, su- hit subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and leave a rate and review. That would really, it's really, really appreciated. It's part of how kind of all this little world works to share and connect and invite people um, in. And if this episode fed you in some way and there's someone that you think it would feed, go ahead and, and send it to them help spread and weave the the healing together it's much appreciated okay i think that's it love to all light to all and peace to all be well gorgeous one. Thank you. I want to take a moment in closing. I have a few things. First, take a breath. (sighs) Second, I want to remind you that this in itself can be transmission and medicine. So take care of yourself right now. If this is medicine for you, I have a few invitations. One is hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rate and review. It's very, very helpful. In addition, I would love to stay connected with you. Come over to my website, sophiawiseone.com, or find me on Instagram, at sophiawiseone, and get connected. And if this is feeding you, I encourage you to join the virtual temple that is up and gorgeous and happening. And that is my Patreon. And I'm inviting you to join us there. If this episode or another episode 
fed you and was just what you need, consider sending it and sharing it with a friend. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for all your work, all your medicine. I know deep in my being, you are weaving with me. Thank you. Thank you. We are in this together.